Sandspence Radio. We all have a face, but what is it for? Got any complaints? Email us at sanspantsradio at gmail.com and we'll promise to reply. For everything else, including links to our other shows, our Twitter and our Patreon account, head to sanspantsradio.com. Welcome to the first episode of Plumbing the Death Star Presents Movie Maintenance, where we ask the important questions like, what's your ideal Star Wars prequel? All right, so for this miniseries, we're going to do something a little bit different, guys. Okay, so first off, Jackson, fuck off. Uh, uh, yeah, no, you know what? The, the, this is not for me. Oh, mm. This is... Yep, you, you guys enjoy. Are you? Good. Uh, and welcome, Gabriel Bergmoser. Hey. Hey, man. Welcome to the team. And Dusha. Yes. I... I Guess you can stay for now. Sick. Cool. Okay, let's play a little hypothetical here. You know, we've got a time machine set for a very specific mission. Fix the Star Wars prequels. You can either do minor tweaks or major rewrites. I don't mind which way you go. Either way, right now, I have the key to that time machine, and I'm our only hope. (sighs) Is it too late for me to leave? Yes. Fuck. Star Wars. So... There's a few things, first off, that I really want to get across uh, about the Star Wars prequels. There's a few minor tweaks. Um, First off, no robes. Um, I think the Jedi robes that were established as called Jedi robes is a little bit ridiculous when you kind of think about Obi-Wan hiding in Tatooine and he hides in Jedi robes. So I kind of want to reimagine the Jedi and the reimagine the Jedi look because the only reason that Obi-Wan is in robes in the original trilogy is because he's, he's in, a, in, a, in a desert planet. What about Yoda's robes? He's in a swamp planet. <laughs> There's just a weird coincidence? Weird, but we'll, okay, look at Owen Lars. Why is he wearing Jedi robes? <laughs> I will take that and I will think about that for a while and I will come back to you at the end of the episode. Good, good, because I'm thinking maybe he just stole Anakin's wardrobe. <laughs> so I think... Um, that I want to maybe just change because that just makes it another tick to Obi-Wan being incompetent if it's like, I'm going to hide and not be a Jedi by dressing like a Jedi in a desert planet. So that's one thing I would love to um, change. change. Out- outfit, wardrobe swap? Wardrobe swap, just mm-hmm. something, anything. Make a bit, just something, anything. I don't know what, but we'll get our out of How about suits? It. Yes. Just oh, actually, no, they're Jedi. Space oh, just- suits. Space Astronaut suits? Astronaut suits? Yes. Why couldn't they just dress similarly to how Luke was in um in Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Like just plain black. Yeah. Like just, just simple something. as that. It's classy, it's simple. They I don't look like if... hobos. Mm. It's, it's a win. Uh, second, um, who, who are the cannon fodder is? Because in the original ones, we've got stormtroopers, right? But in the prequels, well, at least in episode two and three, uh, in episode one, we get droids and then droids versus clones. And I really just do not want a clone army or a droid army There's because no once stakes. you exactly once you have clones v droids, literally no one cares. It's just throwing money at a problem and see who wins. And I think you have a third group, uh, maybe uh, the precursor to the stormtroopers, um, who I'm I want to put forward the Mandalorian army. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I want to get back to that in a bit, but I want to put the Mandalorian army as your cannon fodder. All right. They're hard to kill. They are, which makes mm. them really good uh, opposing army. Because if you can take them down, that means that your army is also of equal worth, right? Mm-hmm. And you only need a small number for a bigger army. So I think Mandalorians, good way to go. Thirdly, I really want to change the Jedi Order. Yep. Um, because what are they? Like, honestly, honest to God, what are the Jedi? Yeah, like, it's hard to tell from the prequels that we get whether they're, they're, they're like, a political thing or if it's a religious order mm. or if it's both. Like, is it mm. sort of like... And then they're also in the army is it, leading them? Is it sort of like the like a Vatican situation, but, like, 
Coruscant. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Um, and Thanks for that, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you clarified so many things. So I would love to make Jedi Order a religious group that is dwindling in numbers because in the, in the original uh, trilogy, you have uh, the Grand Moff Tarkin talking to Vader, being like, you know, you're just a remnant of an ancient religion. Yeah, so yeah. It's already Which, like when it's only twenty years yeah, old, right? Like, you know, it was like your sad devotion to that outdated religion. Mm. Like, if it was only 20 years ago that the Jedi Order was like this major part of that whole intergalactic culture, then it doesn't really seem to make much sense that you write it off as an ancient religion. Exactly. Like, ancient, sure, but the the way it's talked about implies that it's long gone. I'm I'm going to throw this out there and be like, that's not the prequel's fault. It is Empire Strikes Back's problem. They should never have been like, hey, this 18-year-old kid's your son. (laughs) Also, (laughs) you're part of an ancient religion, so... Figure that one out, cunts. Nuts. Um, so I think it, ancient religion is fine, but I think having it a already, already dwindling, dwindling by the time so of the prequels makes like sense. Lacking numbers, um, so it's already an ancient religion, is what you're trying to say? Yes, yeah, like it, it's outdated. <laughs> it's outdated. It's, there's only maybe you know there's like a, a hundred max. Maybe we have forty jedis. They're they are they are an order which is like fuck it. I'm going to roll with that idea. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to shoot you down because, hey, this is your film. Yep. I'm just your fucking... That's cool. I'm, I'm here to bounce off ideas. Yeah, off no, ideas. good. I think you're onto something there, but similar to the actual Jedi Council, mm-hmm. just have like that as the only Jedi, so like seven. Yeah. So no, like I'm, this, I'm it's sort of like the last cult of All the right, Jedi so kind of thing. Putting it, putting it to you then. Um, so what, what's the role of the Jedi in um, Coruscant? So, so I, I would say... In your original trilogy. I would no, want them trilogy. to be perhaps... Uh, diplomats wanting peace. Like, they are a religious order that just wants peace. So sort of how yep. they're introduced in episode one, but then before things just get very confusing. Yeah. Because yeah. when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are on the... So, you know, I don't, I, want, I don't want them a huge force and I don't want them um, as huge power brokers. Like, they're just there along because there is this ancient connection to this religion and they're kind of like, oh, okay, we've got a Jedi. All right, I guess you, you're, you can stay because we know you all want peace and blah, 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 blah. All right? Mm-hmm. The Republic, so that's your status quo. Yep. That's, you know, um, you know the government who's in charge. Like, yay, democracy. However... Sick ones. Yep. We're seeing a little bit of problems with democracy. We're seeing that it's being hugely bogged down by bureaucracy, red tape. They're not getting things done quickly enough. Things are fucking up just because they're going... They're trying to go through a process which isn't great. So, again, taking should, some of the stuff from episode one. Should we destroy capitalism? <laughs> <laughs> taking some of the stuff from episode one, but again, tweaking it so it's a little bit more you know, uh, clear of what it is. And so, because this, this, is, this is as much a downfall of the Republic Empire or the Republic. Um, Empire's the word? <laughs> the Republic Senate? The Republic as it is um, the Jedi. So this is what I'm looking at in terms of um, structure. Yeah. And like I guess for a change. film, like a children's film, yeah, deal with it, guys. Star Wars is for kids. Yeah. I love it. No. It's, it's <laughs> um, yeah, no, for a children's film, there's a lot of talk of like trade negotiations, yeah. but they never really say anything. Well, like, the, key, the so, key problem with the prequel trilogies, the tril- trilogy is the fact that who's your target audience? Because, like, mm. you know, there's no audience association characters, so you can't be like... Someone like Luke Skywalker, who is an adult, but, you know, is young enough to be relatable to a younger audience. It's not simplistic. It's not, it's just, it's, it's messy, but not intelligent. Like it's, yeah. it's complicated, but not complex. Yeah. You've got all like, these kind of weird things happening in this like trade federation and all the yeah, Senate, and they sit around and talking then, about trade negotiations. And but then like, you have Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. And it's an odd kind it, of tone. It veers wildly between trying to go for an older audience 
and trying I, to pander I, to the kids. Yeah, and I'm and still, that's where it doesn't work. It doesn't meet properly in the middle in mm. the same way that the original film so beautifully did. Mm. I'm still very Feel confused like it, what the Trade Federation is about. So I think making that yeah. a bit more clear. They blocked trade to oh, I understand what it was, but it's like, it's a, you're a planet. We work in three-dimensional space. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, so what I want to do... Um, I feel like... Sorry, just yeah, to go on. go on the no target audience thing. I feel like that... Yeah, like the audience they're going for, like it collides with people aged like 12 and a half. <laughs> the films are just fucking spectacular if you're 12 and a half. Oh, as a 12 and a half year old watching those films, like, fuck yes. Like 13, though, no. No, no. Not enough yeah. titties. Yeah. Not enough titties. Um, so, in episode one, I want to look at this huh? from episode one because this is what I really was going to shell down. I've got some ideas, episode two and three, but episode one is what I'm sort of looking at is that I want to really kind of really shake things up by what we're getting from an actual Star Wars film. And I want it to be a bit of a mashup between History of Violence and... David Cronenberg, I'm on board. Uh, Rick Remender's version of X-Force, which some of you be like, what is that? Uh, is this another like Wheel a, of Time bullshit nope. thing? It's uh, X-Force, the X-Men comics. Who? No, I, I know what get, X-Force is. Um, Wolf, oh, Scott Summers is like, hey, Wolverine, can you get some a bunch of violent X-Men to kind of do the shit that we can't do publicly? Oh, sick. Mm-hmm. So I've got some ideas here and I'll throw them at you. Okay. Uh, so main character, first off, is, uh, and I, what I find hugely lacking, not just episode one, two, and three, but also episode four, five, six, is a female lead. Yeah. Right. Leia? Still lacking a female lead. Um, so you meet I Leia want... before you meet Luke Skywalker. I'm not fucking letting this go. <laughs> yeah, but then she kind of fucks off for a while. You don't really see much of her. And I wouldn't. But she's never a damsel in distress. That's she does get rescued, true. but when she's on the Death Star, she's like, I don't have time for your mm-hmm. fucking shit. Blow up my planet. I'm sad, but fuck Whatever. you. I don't care. Okay, yeah. you got one out of a whole. Movie. Leia's like a bad bitch. I oh, love sorry. her. Um, what about, about, what about the nuanced uh, characterization of Padme Amidala? Oh. I'm sorry, guys, but like, I'm, I'm not letting this one go. This, this, is, this is as personal to me as our later institution. Here. Oh, oh, was, who, who, who was this character again? I felt she was very forgettable. Um, but I think it did lack a huge female project. To be fair, it sort of lacks a male character as well because true. Hayden Christensen, is he an actor? <laughs> hey, I will stand by. He's, he's a, in, in, in that movie that I can't forget. Uh, he has the word glass in the title. Uh, Broken glass. I know the one you're talking Where about. He's a journalist. He's really good in that. That. So again, I'm just going to say, Natalie yeah, Portman's yeah, but, a very good but, actress. Damn it, damn it, Jumper. Mm. Have you seen Jumper? All right, I'll I'll concede. Um, I'll concede. Cool. Yeah, no, I feel like he was there. I'll give him that. He, um, he was definitely on screen. <laughs> Someone had told him that was a film. That would have been great. Stood though. on screen and was filmed and said that his name was Anakin Skywalker <laughs> at a couple of points. So I'm but led again, to believe that we were I meant to I think I that. I don't want to put all this on on on, on old boy Hayden. I'm going to put that squarely on George. Yeah, yeah. So even still, we do lag a central, like an actual female main character, female yeah, character. Yeah. So I want this to be a focus on Anakin's mother. Ooh. Okay. Uh, um, Jumping back a generation. Yep. Partly because I think, you know, setting this story even further back from what we actually got opens it up to a bit more interesting kind of storytelling as well. How old is she? All right. Um, Tell me about Anakin's mother. So I want her to be... Um, is it still Shmi? Are we still I don't her like oh, her wait, Shmi. No. I'm going to call her Jane from this point on because Shmi is a terrible name. If you can come up with a better name, by all means. Shmi. Right, so tell me about how, how old is Jane at this point? Uh, yeah, so I want to be like, you know, 20, like uh, late 20s, early 30s. So just to clarify, no, so we're 40. looking. Let's make her 40. <laughs> we're saying 40 years before yep. New Hope, mm-hmm. roughly? Oh, Ballpark? Right, so, um, I'll you, Anakin is going to be alive. So okay. Anakin is born. I'm tossing up between either baby or quite Child, young. Yeah, like, like not toddler. quite. Like, yeah, like not Jake Lloyd. Not Jake but... Lloyd young, like old, younger kind of yeah, thing. Cool, All right? cool. Um, 
Yeah, well, if he's already born, I like the idea of, despite the hat fact I have not heard the rest of your film. Yep, go on. I want, like, a 40-year-old lady protagonist. <laughs> See, I, I like, want her she, to be... I, I want her to have, like, desert face a bit. But no, this is no. before she gets desert face. No, like... Because we're not setting some Tatooine. This is a new oh, kind good. Of no, you know what? I'm going to stop interrupting. Tell me a fucking story. <laughs> so, um... Don't like Shmi, bad name, Jane, but I like the idea of maybe even into you know, even interweave some sort of um, mythos from, you know, the, the George Lucas, whatever he's done before. Because I like I like her having the nickname Starkiller. American Graffiti? That's American. what he did before yeah. Star Wars. No, as in like the original scripts for like, you know, Star Wars, right? And they have her maybe a nickname Starkiller. Also her name, last name, not fucking Skywalker. Like maybe it was something between her and her husband. Um, and her husband... I don't know his name right now, whatever, but George. I want him to be like a datified Han. So we're talking like he was a smuggler. Maybe he's got like one leg, so, you know, robotic leg kind of stuff, but he's basically a datified Han. And I want maybe, you know, the idea is that Jane is ex-Jedi. So she's left the Jedi Order because now she's with this kid and husband. And last name, not Skywalker. Maybe have that as a little, little nickname between the two, kind of like when we get, you know, I want peace. I want to raise my family. I don't want to deal with the Jedi bullshit. You know, they've done some shit. We've, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a sorry past. I want to separate that. I want to live a life of peace. And, you know, one day we can walk amongst the stars. A little bit, you know, cliche, a little yeah, bit kitschy. Yeah, but it's nice. It works. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so basically, I'll roll with it, but I yeah. fucking hate that. <laughs> Keep going. Keep but, going. Yeah, there's a reason for it. But I want her to have, like, a reputation as a Jedi. Uh, and that's why she sort of left and trying yep. to lay low. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, wait. So as in, like, she was quite a powerful Jedi and she saw some shit? Like, as in, like, she was, like, like as in, like, quite high. Sort of like an Obi-Wan mm-hmm. in the actual prequels you get. Mm-hmm. But, like, if Obi-Wan in, like, the end of episode two saw, Basically, like, she was teetering on the side of light and dark. Oh, you fucking love your grey Jedi. I Jedis. do love my grey Jedis. And, you know, it's sort of, like, maybe, again, the whole kind of... Um, did do some of the stuff that maybe we shouldn't let but know in public. Maybe she was involved in some of that kind of wet work Jedi area. And Gross. she kind of wants to get away from that. So, um, so again, no yeah. nonsense, fucking pragmatic, somewhat ruthless, but very deeply protective of what is hers. You know, this is my, you know, my kid, my husband. My I don't know wife. if I like this character. So again, you know, it's a little bit more, you know. Uh, uh, so this is an adult oriented in Star yes. Wars. Yep. Yeah. Um, she's got a family, that kind of stuff, and she wants, you know, uh, and that's basically what the supporting characters are. So Anakin, again, baby, or maybe like toddler at most. Um, and again, he's irrelevant, but he's integral to the story. So can I just like throw something in there? Yep. Straight away mm-hmm. on this, you've grabbed me. Cool. Because this is so, like, this is what the episode one fails to do. Like, it starts off with like, yeah, right, that's Obi-Wan pretty much exactly as we know him, just younger. Mm-hmm. And he's got a master and... Yep, now this is just unfolding pretty much as is. Whereas what you're pitching me now is so vast. Like, we don't even need to necessarily know that she's Skywalker. It's just mm. this woman. Yep. And you throw me this woman who's, like, from this uh, dark side of the Jedi Order. And straight away I'm like, all right, I want to know how we get from point A to point B, which what a good prequel should do is to yeah. start somewhat unexpected to make you be like, so how does that intersect? So straight away I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, holy fuck. All right, tell me more. I want to know how just this Just on that, quick side note. Just so, like, just because I feel like this, this is the first episode of this new mm-hmm, series mm-hmm, we're doing. Mm-hmm. What is a good prequel? Like a prequel that was made. Uh, Hannibal off. Rising? Uh, come on, come on, guys. <laughs> just, Red, Red Dragon? <laughs> pull, pull your shit together, all right? Because um... I was having a discussion with a friend who has not been on the show before, but maybe I'll bring him in one time. Yep. We found that prequels have just never really been good. Or anywhere near as good as the originals. And it I would really like one out there just so that we could have something to base it on. Red Dragon's not. Yeah, but it's Bad. not. 
it's not better it's than not, Silence of the Lambs. No, no, it's though. not. But <laughs> try to break my brain here. My, I can't think of a decent good. I can't think of a prequel that's good. Um, Prometheus. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, hmm. Final Destination oh. Five is the only one I can think of that is anywhere near as good mm. as the rest of the series, but. When you the bar is like a two out yeah. of ten, <laughs> it's hard. See, I, um, I'll get, I'll get back to you. I need some time to. I, can, think. I feel like I was thinking of something the other day. Yeah, but well, I just don't. Well, I'm have happy it. to continue the episode, and if you can remember, just jump in at oh, any point. We'll do. We'll do. Uh, so we're making not only a good Star Wars prequel, but the first ever good <laughs> prequel film. I, I shit. This the pressure is on. <laughs> um, okay, so a husband, as I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, John, because again, I'm very non. Jane and John, Jane and John, whatever. How about Dick and Jane? How about last? How name? about fun with Dick and Jane? <laughs> um, last name irrelevant. Whatever you can, you, you, this is again credit department. Whatever. I'm just giving kind of some scripts here. As long as it's not Skywalker, I don't care. So again, him ex smuggler lost his leg at some point. Little battle hardy, but he's more of a dreamer than his wife. I think I'm having mm-hmm. I'm, again because it's just. I feel like you're almost falling into the trap that the prequels did fall in. You've got too many like subtle references to the original trilogy. But that's what it sort of is about cycles, and I feel this is what... Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, it, I, I feel agree. this is what the prequel has. You, you have the same beats, the same sort of cycles, but in a new, yeah, different what, what way. Yeah, what we need to do is not do what the Hobbit films do, where it's like, oh, look... They're using Ethelus to heal a wound mm. from a Morgul blade, just like in the first one. As Look, an aside, Gandalf is getting all shadowy and dark, just like in Fellowship of the Ring. As an aside to the Hobbit film, did, like, did anyone like the last one, the the Battle of Five? Did anyone just feel like you were just watching it with Peter Jackson next to you, saying, "I'm I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." My five year old son just said, "Wouldn't it be cool <laughs> if we just dropped a dude from the sky and he turned into a bear and and just attacked some orcs with just dead glazed over eyes?" And I just went, "Sure." I'm so tired of this. I've had enough. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but because I work at a cinema, I've seen bits of it. The only thing that stood out to me is it's very CGI. Like, oh, so, much. so CGI. There's one scene at the start of the film where everything's just on fire, and it just looks like these dudes standing on like a table that looks real. Everything else is just fire, but looks so fake. Oh, it's not a great film. So, getting back to. Great prequel. <laughs> great. Again, such a good prequel. So, again, getting back to like Jen, uh, the husband, go jokey, bit of scoundrel, again, that Han Solo archetype. But so just, I want you guys to think Han Solo, but datafied. Imagine if Han Solo just had to raise a kid. Um, so, he, and he's the primary caretaker, while again, she, I want her to be maybe an owner of a bar, yep. like an owner of like the sort of like a cantina type thing. Again, maybe I'm borrowing a little bit too heavily on History of Violence, but it's a great fucking movie. I don't care. So, again, this is the heart of the film, it's this sort of this family unit. Um, and that's sort of what Jane is fighting for. That's the sort of primary struggle. That's her goal, her motive. No matter what happens, this is it. Okay, We're not on Tatooine, though, are we? No. Okay. Doesn't really matter where we are. Uh, we can call this planet Unfufu. I don't care. <laughs> Unfufu. Um, so the main antagonist, I want a young Palpatine. So not young, but late 30s. And this is what um, I, guess I wanted to have... As a shake up the protagonist style. or antagonist? Sorry, antagonist. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Whoopsie-daisies. Uh, <laughs> no, I like the idea of him being a good guy, like a full... No, no, I don't like that. uh, I want him to be a Jedi, but he's leading, like, again, this small group of four to five other Jedi that sort of deal with that sort of wet works that the Jedi Council would rather not know about. Mm -hmm. So, again, um, a bit of a clandestine operation that sort of works that fine line between the light and the dark side. Um, You know, and you can probably tell this is the beginning of the new Sith Order. Like, you have, you know, a bunch of dudes. Um, So, you know, George Lovin... 
loving his action figures, you've got a couple there. You've got a couple there. <laughs> a bunch of dudes. Sounds like a great weekend. It does. All <laughs> evil. <laughs> um, and again, I've never really liked evil characters for the sake of just being evil. Um, and again, I know, bit of a bit of a sans pants trope here of old Zamet siding with a villain. He's like, what if the good guys aren't really that good? And what if the villains are actually the good guys? <laughs> right? That would be a great film, right? Right. right. Um, and what if think- everyone just wears black? <laughs> So I really like the idea of a group of people, uh, say a group of Jedi, look at the dark side as a means to an end that they can sort of use this and, you know, and like, you know, what the Jedi are called, like the Jedi Council, like what the owls are saying, oh, it's the dark side. They're like seeing this. It's, no, it's just, it's just a tool that we can use to get the job done. You know, we shouldn't, you know, just cast aside something just because the people in power, the current people are saying that we shouldn't look at it at all. No, we need to sort of explore this. What's a Sith do that isn't just murder? <laughs> Again, we haven't really seen much of the Sith. Well, we have. We've seen quite a lot of them. (laughs) And all they seem to want to do is murder. It's not even like money is a thing. I know, and and that's why I'd like to have a a bit more of a, again, flesh them out a little bit. Um, Because I've always liked... (laughs) Even in video games, always just murder. Again... Uh, except Knights for of the Old Republic. one of the extended universe, and I know like, I'm trying not to use too much extended universe stuff because it doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. I mean, it exists, but it's, it's, it's wrong. It's there, but it's like a parallel universe that may or may not have happened. Uh, and there's one sort of um, it didn't happen. There's one sort of series. I think it was called the Throne series, where the Emperor is sort of really Heir to re- the Throne. The one where the Emperor is yeah, revealed. It's the Empire. Yeah, where it's revealed like, that the the Yog something something the the big bad aliens from the past the outer rim are coming in to fuck everyone up. Was that is that Thrawn? Yeah, yeah. I stopped reading that when Luke was drinking hot chocolate. Yeah, that was when I threw it at the wall. Yeah, good. That's like but a quarter again, in. Ideas <laughs> is yeah. that he was like needing a galactic empire to sort of um, prevent this thing from coming because again, force vision. So I kind of like that idea that you know he wanted this sort of unified galactic empire to eventually fight off a bigger threat. So I like that kind of idea that. You know, you kind of have a bit more of a character point and motivation and sort of like, you know, rather than he's just evil because, you know, he's evil. So, again, Palpatine leading a group of Jedi that will maybe include Maul because I think Maul was one of the most underused character in the prequels. Like, if I could change literally only one thing, I would have Maul as the um, antagonist within literally episode one, two, and three. I would just keep him uh, because I think you need a bad guy up front that not only do the audience know, but also, you know, the main characters in your films know. It's almost like in the original prequel trilogy, that might have been the original idea, but then they're like, we can't end a kid's film with a good guy dying and the bad guy getting away with it, when really if you're making a trilogy, that's the perfect plan. Yep. Because Count Dooku is just thrown in there for no reason and gets killed at the start of the film and it's the start of Anakin's downfall. Imagine that was Maul. Yeah. Well, it makes so much more sense because yeah, you've yeah. been like, you killed Qui-Gon. You have, yeah, and it's like a 10-year vengeance thing. Yeah, but still and, like, even, and Obi-Wan vengeance, could be... Jedi's yeah. like, no, 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 no. But no, even no. Obi-Wan could be like, nah, well done. Nah, fuck it, fuck yeah, that guy, yeah. right? You'd have a bit of conflict. No, I reckon I get Obi-Wan. Like, yes, that, but also like Obi-Wan internal conflict of being like, when mm. Anakin's got... I'm, Maul, I'm going to play this. it exactly the same exactly the same way. Yeah, he's got Maul and the two lightsabers and everyone's like, I want this as much as you, Anakin. But you mm. can't. Yeah. Like, no. And, and then Anakin's just like, and then slick. does it. And then it's all just like, you know, you wanted this as well. And everyone's like, I no, did. we can't just fall into those. Pro-. And then that's when, that's mm. when the divide would happen. Yeah. See, that's, oh. Even that's good. Right? Moral ambiguity. Ugh. It's like, oh, mm. so good. Mm. So if I, I, I keep my life for three films. Um, so you have Maul, a few others. So again, awesome looking characters. The again, Brotherhood of the Sith. A, a Brotherhood of the Sith. So again, you can have, you know, George Lucas loves his toys. So again, you can have these, you know, in the forefront of like the the, the evil Jedi. You can play with them, whatever. And again, rather than have again the the, the whole clones versus uh, 
droids thing. Um, because again, that whole idea of like, oh, look, uh, clones are dead. Hatch some more clones. Oh, no, droids are dead. Oh, build some more droids. Mandalorians. Um, again, this big bad of a race of people, and that can act as sort of an invasive force. Mandalorians on a race. I know, and that's what I'm going to change. Oh, okay, cool. So, <laughs> again, picking, choosing little bits and pieces here from. <laughs> Just um, using names, but. Using names? Yeah. Well, I think. Using I, the, the names yeah. of the thing and the idea of the well, thing. Because Mandalorian, look, you could choose any race. Mandalorian just sounds so fucking cool. Plus, they kind of base the Stormtrooper armor off the Mandalorian armor. Uh, that's a thing, right? I'm not making that one up, am I? Uh, Maybe I am. I don't know. Uh, anyway, what? anyway, who cares? Have them as a sort of ideological opposite of the Republic. So again, Republic value democracy, diplomacy. You know, building mutual beneficial relationships. You know, trade organization. All that bullshit. And on the other end of the spectrum, you know, a race which is basically like war. We invade. <laughs> we conquer. We're gonna fuck your shit up. And uh, again, I like Mandalorians as a fun word to say. And I think, you know, uh, having Boba Fett kind of from that, again, makes a bit more sense than him just being a grown-up fucking clone. Um, Although, oh, as in like, as in you want Boba Fett in to, Oh, no, 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 oh, okay. but to be a descendant or at least, you know, part of like a callback to that Mandalorian. So it's sort of hinted at in your trilogy, yeah. but you never actually see it on no. Boba Fett. <laughs> you kind of, again, this comes to episode two and three, but we'll get to that bit later. Yeah. And again, you know, again, cherry picking here, but. Rather than a mishmash, just have one race. Um, yeah. Or even they can have like they, you know, we were a mish a mishmash race, but we've now made that pure. We are pure Mandalorians. So we're gonna fuck sort of like a up. Ubermensch sort of thing. Yeah, kind of stuff because they're the big cannon fodder of the series. Uh, and they provide a decent villain, plausible backstory, warrior race, what you want. Um, they want to conquer. And so this is kind of where the story picks up, and you can kind of tell a fair amount of all this, like in that opening scroll, you know, Mandalorians, blah, 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 the, you know, diplomatic treaties have failed and proven to be futile, Republic are still trying, you know, bureaucratic solutions, but, you know, whatever, you know, they're not doing great, and I, I would keep this story relatively small uh, with large ramifications. So primarily keep it to sort of one planet or at least one solar system. You know, a planet we haven't been to before, so again, no Tatooine, uh, you know, just some podunk planet out there, whatever, potentially borderlining that Mandalorian uh, Republic-controlled space. Uh, whatever it is, this is where the action takes place. Uh, and this is where we sort of, you know, Jane decided to sort of settle down, raise a family, because, again, this is like, you know, the further she could go from her, you know, from the Jedi Order, this is where she could kind of go without stepping too much into Mandalorian space, whatever that sort of backstory is. Mm-hmm. But now that planet's invaded, and we sort of start off as Mandalorian occupied planet, whatever. Okay, so Germany. Think, you know, so think about you know <laughs> Nazi op- op- uh, occupied, but it's like a whole, fucking planet wide. Shit. Mm. Hitler's wet dream. Yep. So again, like any occupation uh, on on land, there's there's you know there is resistance by the locals, you know, but overall it's not too bloody. Again, you can have this in the opening scroll that you know it's already sort of happening, and. You know, the point of the story, the theme is that, you know, you can't run away from your past and that there is sort of no peace in fucking Star Wars. That's the sort of point. Um, Can you make the last line of the, like, the last (laughs) line of the film, like, characters talking and, like, a side-on shot and, like, fuck, I'm bringing Mace Windu into your film because we're not fucking... Regardless of how many guests and special friends we bring into this fucking series, if anyone cuts Mace Windu out of the prequel trilogy... I don't want to fucking talk yeah, no, to them. No, they're, they're, anyway, so Mace Windu is talking to Yoda and he's just like, just remember Yoda, there's no peace in, turns to look at the camera, <laughs> the Star Wars credits. And then turns back to Yoda credits. Yes, yes, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um, 
Love it, love it, uh, and so that's sort of the idea of this sort of thematic theme of this whole prequel, uh, this whole at least episode one. Mm-hmm. So we start off with a bit of mirroring of the original. Yep. Uh, so two agents, not droids, actual agents. Yep. Uh, fleeing from a Mandalorian entrapment camp with some like important resist like information for the resistance. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So again, kind of like C three PO R two. Uh, you know, they run into a bar. They meet Jane, and she's trying her fucking damnedest to remain neutral, but. You know, she goes down, whatever, she hides them anyway. Uh, and again, this is the setup. A tentative peace between these sort of two factions, while the Republic remains somewhat not involved and kind of useless. Kind of give that reason to be like, no, Republic kind of suck, right? So these guys have the information. Maybe like the Mandalorians appear to have captured some Jedis yep. and they plan on executing them as a show of like strength, as a show of like, fuck you to the Republic. You know, there's no point in getting this information off planet because by the time they do, it's going to be too late. They need to sort of act. So this is now a rescue mission. All right. So, you know, something new, but again, a different setting. And we don't get, you know, too bogged down. Otherwise, you know, this becomes again poorly just (coughs) thought out fanfic, the podcast. So again, similar to A New Hope, main character has to go, you know, find the head of the resistance to pass on the information, blah, 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 you know, rumours of an exiled Jedi living on the planet because we don't know she's a Jedi just yet. We just know she's, you know, there. And the head of the resistance, you know, um, you know, who is this again? We don't know. Again, this nice sort of marrying. And uh, we're finally introduced to this guy. You know, he's older. He's a Han Solo type. He's an ex-smuggler. It's also Jane's husband. He's been fucking helping the resistance behind everyone's back or behind her back at least. And she's like, sneaky, sneaky, sneaky fucking. You're meant to be, you know, laying low, looking after Anakin. Whatever. Can um, we have him looking after the kid? Yeah, the kid. Doesn't yeah. have to call no Anakin. Anakin yet. I love it. Um, so again, nice back and forth, this lovely banter between the two. You know, he's doing this under a nose and, you know, who's been looking after the kid and, you know, bicker, bicker, bicker. You know, then Someone needs to look out for the Republic, yeah. Jane. And Jane's like, I know, but we need to lay low. Yeah. And then, but it's like hinted. It makes it sound like they're bad guys when really. They're the good guys. Fucking exactly. So it then is revealed that maybe she's the exiled Jedi, or he could reveal that in the opening bar fight. It, I, don't, I don't really mind. It's well, just scrolling way. I kind text of, I kind of the like the image that you know too. you build it up that there's a hidden Jedi, and then you know she pulls out a lightsaber during ah, the bar fight, yeah. and bang, there you, there go. you go, done. And, and this whole you know again this whole family unit. You know, core of the you know the film the b story of all this kind of stuff and this is what you really really want you know this is what you want to succeed uh and you can hear those nice those like uh cantina like moments where you're meeting people of the resistance you know we don't like your kind here kind of shit all that kind of stuff you know with a bit of that you know banter and like if she should help or you know she should not maybe they should just fuck off and flee leave this planet to the mandalorians whatever and then you know her husband puts forward some really good ideas and you know she finally agrees that you know she just wants that peaceful life for her and her family and if she doesn't act this planet her family fucking everything could die and that's why we act that thrust into you know thrust into act two so you know it's out of that sort of comfort of managing a bar into that sort of belly of the occupation like little espionage little breaking and entering and maybe we know we see some of the you know atrocities that the mandalorian army is doing like whatever it is that they're doing like you know we're actually seeing it we're realizing that these these guys are villains there is no fucking gray area these guys are fucking cunts so Joel Zammett's boys. They're, they're Joel Zammett's boys. You know, they're cunts. Uh, same thing, you know, with, you know, not the two droids. Maybe, like, these aren't the two agents you're looking for kind of thing. But maybe <laughs> she doesn't use it with force. <laughs> fucking lightsaber. Maybe she fucking lops up a guy's head or two. Whatever. She's a bit more ruthless. What if she cuts off a guy's maybe. arm? Perfect. No. I, <laughs> you've got... Uh, uh, I know, look, no, you're doing... <laughs> this is a pet hate of mine. I hate it when... Sequels do it as well. It's mm-hmm. not just prequels. Yeah. But 
No, I know that pe- some, like, this type of fan service is some people fucking love it. Some people hate it. And it I, makes I, me want to burn down mind. cinemas so, when people just have, like, winks and nods towards other films. Like, cutting off the arm. Yeah. Like, these aren't the fucking guys you're looking for. And they're like, yes, they are. And she's like, yeah. cuts what? off the arm, whatever. So you can either do something like kind of that if you wanted to. I'm, of course, I'm not opposed to just scrapping it and cutting it and editing. I don't really mind. We'll see it work with the target audience. So, um, and again, I want her to be a bit more ruthless because, again, this is Vader's mother. Okay, there is that element that she's going to be a bit of a badass because you kind of really need to kind of see where this is coming from with Vader. And then we kind of get to the captive, you know, Jedi's who rescue one, you know, maybe this guy is apparently, um, you know, the other guy is, you know, he's off, you know, with the Mandalorians. He's been sort of, you know, being questioned over there or whatever. Uh, And by happenstance that the guy they rescue, it could be one of Jane's old masters or at least someone she actually knows. Right. Uh So at least someone that she's familiar with. You know, uh, someone maybe like a mentor, like someone with respect. You know, we continue, you know, um, to what is, you know, basically, you know, the throne room uh, and, you know, to rescuing the other guy who is, you know, the apprentice of this dude. So um, only the apprentice doesn't really need rescuing because, oh, fuck, it's Maul and he is a Sith and he's trying to encourage the Mandalorians to like, just to kill everyone, like just to fucking burn and slash and kill. So now we have this kind of sweet battle. Like, you know, Maul knows her, like Maul knows Jane. He's like sort of hinting at her and what she did before she went to exile. Maybe, you know, telling her to come back to the dark side, you know, but before we can really get, you know, into this whole, you know, fully fledged battle, the Mandalorian sort of army sort of regroup and start fucking shit up. Uh, and now we have some sort of, you know, cat and mouse kind of chase sequences. You know, everyone's fleeing from everyone. People are separated and before everything kind of comes, so they'll sort of start converging on like the hangar bay or something like that. Yeah. So an escape, somewhere where they can actually escape. You know, maybe Jane and a couple of the resistance, uh, you know, one uh, one entryway being like fighting the army. The husband and the other uh, old master, maybe he is being pursued by Maul and some others. You know, you get the idea. Yep. Uh, you know, there's a ship, you know, they run on. Jane and her master hold off the Sith and the Mandalorians. You can kind of see where this is all going. Master gets struck down. Again, that lovely, that mirroring, this kind of like, you know, we're going to stop this, you know, we're going to succeed and, oh, shit, he's dead. Jane gets on the ship with a you know, sacrifice of the old master. Get the hell out of Jones. So, again, things aren't great. They kind of fucked up the rescue mission, but they did uncover a sort of a Sith plot, so that's not too bad. And we sort of get a bit more of, you know, Jane's history. You know, she almost went to the dark side, this whole wet work of what the Jedi can can and have done in the past. You know, you know, and she, you know, and she found her future husband, fell in love, all that kind of stuff that kind of, you know, makes someone want to leave the Jedi exile or religious order and be like, no, I love someone. Um, can't dwell on that, you know, too much because, you know, they need to go back for the kid. Yep. And warn the remaining government that peace is no longer an option, all that kind of shit. And so the plan now is, you know, for, you know, Jane, the husband, to get the kid. Two agents, maybe to go to the government and then, you know, chuff off out of here. We've just seen another day, maybe start refugees kind of leaving the, you know, the planet, that kind of shit. But, of course, this goes to shit as soon as they land. You know, their hometown is flattened. I'm talking just destroyed. Like the Mandalorian army is there. They're on the warpath uh, and they're just too late. And Maul is just, he's there where the bar sort of was. Uh, he reveals that his master you know, has been sort of keeping tabs on her since she, you know, chuffed off. And she's all like, find the kid, go to her husband. And this is like news to Maul because he's like, what, you have a kid? 
even my master didn't know that. What the fuck? You have a kid? And that's sort of news to him. So Jane is sort of giving into her rage. Like, this is like fucking mama bear fighting for her cubs. We're talking like a Jedi giving into a rage for a good reason. Like, a protecting of her own kid. Like, I can get behind that. And husband ran off to get Anakin. And here we have, you know, the refugees sort of fleeing the skyline because, you know, this is the Mandalorian army's coming in. They're like, shit. Get the fuck out of Dodge. Any resistance, whatever. Who cares? We got to like survive. It's all out war. But you know, um, the kid Anakin is in the sort of safe bunker. He gets on, and you know they run. You know back to the you know to the ship where the fight is still going, and like you know Maul is clearly just toying with her, mocking her how she's not fully a Sith and how she's not fully a Jedi. She's just in that between stage where she's just nothing. And, like, you know, if only she gave in to the dark side. If only she could, you know, fucking come in. All that, like, you know, really good, like, you know, that kind of persuasion to come over to the dark side. Um, what about a reformed dark Jedi instead? Or even a reformed dark Jedi. Because that makes... Because usually with grey area Jedi, mm. they've either been Jedi that were like, well, the order is way too pushy and they've gone more central, but rather they haven't really given in to the dark side. They're more just like, they don't care. Mm. Because I know who you're basing this off. <laughs> um, I won't reveal it because, hey, man, maybe, maybe. Who, who, uh, not your public. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, yeah, if it's a reformed Dark Jedi, like someone falls to the mm. dark side, but then is like, no, I fucked up. Yeah. So then the Sith mockery makes sense. It's like, you were too weak to hang with the dark. And she's just like, fuck you, mate. Yeah, fuck you, mate. Yeah. Again, I'm, again, that, that sounds really cool. So, it, it, you know, this fight is sort of just going on. There's like a real big, just like lightsaber fight. Also explains Powerful. why she's in hiding because despite the fact she's now a good Jedi, like the Jedi Even I don't the know, trust her. Wanna go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again, really cool. Have that layering of this character. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. I'm, I'm going to base my episode on the prequel, on your prequel. I'm going to make a better version of your prequel. Oh, awesome, awesome. Sick. No, yeah, we'll do it. Seriously, no. Like, um, hit me up, bro. I'm into this. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's sort of like you know, realization that no matter um, you know, no matter what she does, no matter how far she goes and flees from this you know Sith Jedi bullshit, she's never going to get this peaceful life. Mm-hmm. No matter what she does, violence is going to keep following her because that's she has a history her, of violence. So she has a history of violence, which is and also a line in your film. And yeah. look, pan directing <laughs> the camera. Um, so again, you know, the plan is for her to grab Anakin and the husband and chuff off into space, but she's like, you know, the husband there and she's just like force pushes them into the ship and she's like, fucking go, get the fuck out. I just go, I don't care where you're going. And then you can kind of get this moment where you just go fucking, you know, walk amongst the stars. Ah, no. All right. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> that you're not going to win me over with that No, line. no, no love from Dusha. Um, so you just because this is an audio podcast, my face looks somewhere between someone that was going to vomit and someone who would be punched in the dick. Mm-hmm. But mm. I, I still like it. I think you could have that kind of. Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah, keep going. Hey, cool. two out of three. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, pretty the vote good. that counts, yeah, you didn't whatever. get. But hey. Um, oh well. Uh, and so Team when Joel. she does that, you know, pushes the um, the you know, husband and kid into the thing. Maybe force pushes the door closed as well. She's like, go whatever, get the fuck out. Then she kind of just like rather than that angry Sith kind of give into anger changes her battle stance so now she's like cool calm collected this kind of like no i need to compose oh, myself yep, yep. i need nice. to be calm nice. i need to sort of embrace the light side of the force because this is you know this is this is jane as a goddamn jedi knight this is her shedding everything that she was once and it's like i am protecting my son i'm protecting my husband and i'm gonna do it my way which is like the fucking light side like the song like the song also a light <laughs> um 
And now, like, Maul is the one on the back foot. He's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, he doesn't know her fighting like this. He's like, shit. So her husband flees Anakin. They're looking out the window and, you know, she's fighting and whatever. They're off and Jane is winning. She's won. She's, like, pushed, like, Maul down. She's ready to fucking kill him. But she's not because, again, she's like, no, I'm not going to kill you. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a good Jedi now. I've won. Leave me alone. And before she can do anything, lightsaber through her chest from behind. Just a <laughs> young Palpatine, the future Empire, you know. He's mildly annoyed. He's not, he's like, just, he's not really frustrated. He's not angry. He's more just like, ah, oh, well, we tried to turn her, but man, I don't care. And he, and he throws the lightsaber to Maul. You know, maybe it was his lightsaber that fell, whatever. Basically mocking the weapon and how he hates using them, you know, yep, like he yep. did in Return of the Jedi. Um, and it's sort of revealed to be, you know, being watched through sort of like a force vision of Anakin who just fucking loses it and just starts screaming. And so, you know, back to Maul and the Emperor and Maul is just getting force crushed, like, you know, actually a bloody pulp. And I, and I know I wanted to keep Maul alive. I really like the idea of having a, a, a protagonist. <laughs> but I also like the idea of him dying. But I like the idea of him being Vader's first kill. Because again, It doesn't have to be Maul necessarily. It doesn't have to be Maul. It, it can just be... be Ad, yeah, yeah. Or whatever, but for my sake, yeah, I'm calling it cool. more. And the Emperor is like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you know, what, what the fuck is this? I don't know what the fuck this is. I've never seen this before. This is a powerful fucking Jedi. Where the fuck are they? I don't know what the hell's going on. And before you can kind of like see what the hell's going on, we go back to the ship and like Jane Husband is there. He's like calming Anakin down because like he doesn't know really what's going on. All he can see is like Anakin losing yeah, yeah. it, knows the force connection, the ship can be shaking and shit, all that kind of stuff. He doesn't really know. So Anakin and, is sort of like a wilder, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my, my beautiful wilder argument uh, of Wheel of Time, which I think is a good argument. Hey, Gabe, have you heard of Wheel of Time? I've heard of it. I haven't read it. Keep going. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Why does he this on my... <laughs> Fuck. If I'm that's counting as Team U, yeah. I, I throw a look at his eyes. He's captivated. I love yeah, it. I want to hear the rest of the story. Um, so again, uh, go back to the ship. You know, he's calming Anakin down. You know, he's saying he's going to be okay. You know, we mustn't give in to fear. We mustn't do all that kind of stuff. Again, kind of preaching the light side, going against what like the dark side. But he's all all he can kind of think about is like. Mum's dead. He's like, like, mummy's dead. Mummy's dying. Mummy's gone. All that kind of shit. And the husband can be just like holding these kids. Like, I fucking know. I know. And fucking tears. And then I the know. film's cutting between that and the yep. person just being crushed. Being crushed. Um, but he's like, I know, but her sacrifice will let us walk among the stars. <laughs> Credits for the first film? Uh and she's finally found peace uh, because, you know, she knows she's looking she for. She thought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where we're safe, whatever. Yeah, I'm not a script writer, whatever. I don't care. Uh, and, you know, it can end with young Anakin's face, you know, clearly wanting to give into that anger. And the planet they just come from is just now oh, man, in I'm, ruins. I'm, I'm hearing, okay, I'm seeing the, uh, you know, the do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And, you know, Anakin's, like, sitting in the thing, like, you know, giving into it. And he cut back, like, the ruins of the planet. And he's got Palpatine just standing there, just staring off the ship with this, like, almost hungry look in his eye. Because straight yep. away, yep. you've set up why he is so determined to get this shit on his side. Yep. You've established... Why, like, the, this, like, you know, amazing power of, mm-hmm. like, Anakin or Luke, which is talked about but never really shown. They yeah. just seem like particularly good Jedis. Yeah. But, like, this show is, like, this is another fucking level. You've mm. never seen anything like this. That's what Palpatine wants. Yep. You've set up an arc beautifully, and you've set up Anakin's trauma. Yeah. So, again, it gets rid of that whole Jesus birth midi chlorine yeah, bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. that I really, really do not like in the prequels. Uh, it shows Anakin as a very powerful Jedi or a very powerful Force user. Puts the Republic in this shitty place that's easy to follow because, you know, their inaction caused a whole planet to be massacred. You know, it's clearly that that old system isn't working. 
and it gives us an army of bad guys that isn't clones v troop you know also, um droids although this is yep. pretty much and on again. board with things i hate but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm putting it in film anyway anakin's name is only revealed in that scene yeah before that it's just like the kid the kid and it's like and then when he's calming because it's the only time you really see yeah. one of the parents talking to the child like it's okay it's gonna be okay anakin oh beautiful and then yeah the film like palpatine staring at the ship yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. ruins mm-hmm. maybe stuff and then yeah. like palpatine just like smiling yeah and then it cuts to anakin's face and he's like crying and really angry but it's like slowly calming down yeah and then the film ends and you're like oh shit yeah and again and it gives us more mythos to the jedi order yeah yeah. there are some jedis out there they don't believe the doctrine you know it isn't you know it isn't all just black and white and again interest with emperor and you also um, get the fucking master and apprentice sith thing making sense because they actually fought one person together which never fucking happens in star wars at all until return of the jedi kind of yeah Kinda. It's it's odd. And again, I know you don't like it, but to me it gives sort of um, meaning to the name Skywalker because it's kind of unique in the name of the Star Wars universe. Macy, and, like, I, hate, if, I hate it. Yeah, I know. But like to me, it's like I come from a journalist sort of media background. Like, you know, I'm thinking a journalist in the Star Wars universe would start maybe putting some dots together. Just saying. Um, and again, this isn't a happy prequel. And I'm not <laughs> wanting to make things that. Really. I want, I'm wanting to make, you know, I hate that kind of, we've got to go dark and gritty, but I kind of want to do that because... There has to be this element of dark and greenness throughout this whole prequels because we know what happens. The good guys lose, uh, and they lose big. So we need to see that, and that's what I hope my idea of sort of episode one does. And you know, see, see what you know reaction is, and I can go through my ideas for episode two and. Uh, and three and whatnot, which mostly can um, involve sort of uh, cl- actual clones, like big monster kind of things, um, and sort of the continued expansion of the Mandalorian army into the Republic control sort of star system. I like the idea of Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan acting like detectives. So and do like, they only come in in episode two? Yep. Cool. And then it's sort cool, of a youngish cool. Anakin leading. I'm thinking, like, I really want episode two to be the sort of, de- like, um, they're Ani- uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are more like detectives. They've sort of heard something. They're, they're doing two missions at once. There's like So he's, he's still weird- doing the time jump? That uh, sounds like is a, a time, time jump, jump yeah. but not as like maybe. Um, How old's Anakin? Anakin will be sixteen, seventeen, or maybe even eighteen. So like, it's a bigger time jump than yeah. one and two. And so, like again, there's some rumors of what's happening—the Mandalorian space shit over there. I don't but know there's that... also this weird cult thing going on in Tatooine, and that's um, what I want to investigate with um, Episode Two. Your Episode Two might. Sort of struggle because well not struggle. I mean I'm sure it would be great. I haven't, yeah, okay. A plus. Thanks, man. Um, but yeah, just because like a time jump straight off, you see Anakin do something like that. You're like, well, what the fuck happened between? The- well, I guess if they just went into hiding, you could establish that pretty quickly. And Anakin being mm-hmm. older, and then uh, he's um, I want him to be leading a cult. Okay, well, that's a big jump. Yep. <laughs> like on fair on, jump. on Tatooine because again, he's this kid with powers. You think about Europe, like, and again, this sort of podunk town in the outer rims, Tatooine. You don't know what the fucking force is. There's this kid. No, I don't. You can, you can fucking I move could. shit with your with <clears throat> your mind. You're going to be like, I'm going to worship that kid. That's just again a possibility. Yep. Um, so that's my idea of episode one. That's how I would do. That's my ideal Star Wars episode one. What are you calling it? Star Wars episode Ooh. one. Anakin's mum. No shit. Uh, Jane Doe. Mama Bear Jedi. <laughs> um, I don't know. What, what? Sick bitch. Sick bitch. Sick bitch. <laughs> Sick bitch. Sick bitch. Um, ooh, 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 I don't know. I don't actually. I don't know. I don't, I don't, yeah, Star Wars. Welcome on the awakens. stars. Hmm? The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Walk them on the stars. Episode one. <laughs> A walk among the stars. <laughs> Star Wars episode one. A walk among the stars. War. War. <laughs> 
So that's my idea. That's my ideal Star Wars episode one. Uh, so let me know what you guys. Uh, so yeah, what do you guys think? Look, I love it. I think it like you know if realistically what you want to do in a prequel and I think this is where so many prequels fall flat is that they're just like let's just tick boxes and fill it in with references like you know in The Hobbit I don't need to see everything pre-set up like Hannibal Rising I don't need to see him like put on the samurai mask that looks kind of like the mask he wears in the other films and stuff like that you know that kind of thing I think it's a lot more interesting to take it back to somewhere we don't know Mm. and explore maybe characters we don't know. And particularly in something like Star Wars, where it's more about setting up a universe and a broader conflict than it is necessarily setting up the characters we follow in later films, Mm. you can have a lot more fun with it. And that's what I love the idea of not revealing Anakin's name to the end, because the central intrigue of this film is watching it and thinking, where do these things, where do these intersect? Mm. Like, where do these intersect? And that's what gets you interesting. And immediately, you know, you set up some interesting dramatic conflicts by the end of episode one, you have it like, you know, at the end of, at the end of episode one in the actual trilogy, you know kind of where you're going. It's like Anakin's yeah. training Obi-Wan. I mean, uh, Obi-Wan's training Anakin and, you know, it's going to... You, you know where There's it's going to go. There's going to be a conflict. There's going to... Yeah, you don't know the specifics, the but you know where it's going to go and it's just like, yeah, all right, whatever. Whereas with this, it's like, I, like, you know, Anakin's still not with Obi-Wan. He's not trained to become a Jedi. He's exhibiting powers. Palpatine's after him. Where's he going to go? This war's going on in the background. We haven't even heard the name Obi-Wan. Mm. We've barely glimpsed the Jedi. What you've done is you've intrigued me to see what happens next. <laughs> And you've given me just enough of a hint and just enough callbacks to be like, yeah, this is recognizably Star Wars. And I can see how this is point A in a bigger story, but it's also an equally compelling story of its own. And you've got a really compelling character that you've put in the center, which you've like cleverly sacrificed at the end of this to make way for the characters we already know. Yeah. Um, I think it works beautifully. Thanks, man. Six and a half out of ten. I'm cool with that. So <laughs> you guys out there listening, you let me know what you think. Uh, you can email us at sanspantsradio at gmail.com. I'd love to know your opinions and thoughts, and maybe eventually I'll get along to episode two or three. But uh, next time on Movie Maintenance, we might look at your ideal Star Wars game. Win. All right, catch you next time. I've been Joel. I've been Joel. I've been Gabe. this show is worth at least a dollar why not donate to our patreon account follow the links on our website sanspantsradio.com